You're listening to the Free and True Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Free and True Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Today marks episode 10 of the Free and True Podcast. We are so happy. This has been such a blessing to honestly be able to just do this podcast and just really have conversations conversations about Mm -hmm. our beliefs our lives um with my best friend (laughs) (laughs) no but and it's been it's been so amazing just to hear the feedback from you guys who are listening and we we can't thank you enough i know in the beginning i think it was the first episode we did we talked about why we wanted to do this and we talked about how whether it was Mm -hmm. one person or a hundred people listening like we were going to do this and just share what you know god has been putting on our hearts what god has been speaking to us and i mean it's good to know that we have (laughs) we have at least more than one listener (laughs) (laughs) and you know we have been getting feedback from you guys and we truly appreciate it we've been hearing some great stories and testimonies of how some things that we have talked about have spoken to you and some things that you guys have been praying about so so that's been awesome and you know we have more than one listener but we have listeners from different countries too and that has been cool to see (laughs) yeah so we have people listening from all over the u.s northeast midwest we have people listening from the uk and different parts of Africa and I am just blown away by you know everyone who's listening everybody who's taking the time to just follow us and just follow the all the things that we talk about and getting engaged in just the discussion and um, the commentary it's been it's been great Mm -hmm. yeah so we encourage you guys just keep listening and and if you have any topics that you would like for us to talk about, let us know. Let us know on Instagram. Uh, you can message us, slide into our DMs, <laughs> <laughs> and give us give us some ideas. We'd love to hear from you guys on what you want to hear us talk about. Um, but also, just continue listening and share this podcast with your friends so they can also hear some truth, hear what God is saying, hear you know, what God wants to speak to their lives so that they can be blessed as well. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I'm so glad to be here with you guys today. Feeling so grateful for you all. But speaking of our listeners from the US, spring has officially sprung and that means beautiful flowers everywhere and rain showers and allergies. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah at least here in new jersey it's been it's jersey weather like last Mm. week or this past week it was like 70 something degrees out like for two days straight and then out of nowhere i think these past two days it's been yesterday and the day before it was so cold like i went from not having a jacket on and just like being out in short sleeves and like being hot still to then having to put my winter coat back on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, you know, 
you know that Jersey weather. I'm sure you don't. Maybe you miss it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But but spring is still like we can feel it. Spring is here. This is just kind of Jersey spring where you don't know, but mm-hmm. things are blooming. It's good. Jersey spring just keeps you on your toes. Just keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. But I just absolutely love spring. Just the idea of new life and baby green leaves popping up everywhere and cute little animals <laughs> everywhere. And the days get warmer a little bit each each day and longer, you know, each day. And it's just – I love it so much. It's so great. Mm, yeah. The longer days have definitely been so good. It uh, helps me break out of that seasonal depression, you know. <laughs> you know mm. <laughs> um yeah that was that was rough but the the warmer days that have been warm it's it's been good the longer days it's amazing i love it this is actually a great segue because today we're going to be talking about getting back to god and maybe you've been in a winter season you've been in that seasonal depression state the, a dry season for a little bit you've been putting off spending time with god and now you feel far from him you don't know how to get back so we wanted to talk about what it's like in that dry season how god invites us back how he calls us back into his presence and we're going to give practical ways on how to get back yeah so we wanted to start off with why we can feel like this sometimes because i know all of us have been there Mm-hmm. So, Kat, what makes you feel disconnected from God sometimes? <laughs> Oof. Um, well, I think I think I'm just gonna start off by saying that I'm about to be very open, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Michael Todd says I'm gonna be hot, honest, open, and transparent. So. Yes. I know some of the people listening, they'll know about this because they're in, you know, my small group and I I opened up about this, when was it? Last week? Last Thursday? But I've actually been in a very dry season. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, I would say for the past few months, it's been, it's been so bad. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't really been reading my Bible haven't really been praying i think the spiritual discipline of praying has always been hard for me like sometimes i'll be like i'll pray for you and then i never do because for some reason my mind thinks that i have to pick a specific time to pray and then i'm forgetful anyways like i have a the memory of a goldfish and i just forget (laughs) (laughs) and i just forget and then i'm like whoops i didn't pray for that person right um, so my, my prayer life is just always struggling, but like it was even worse these past few months. And then reading the Bible, like I do really enjoy studying the Bible, but be honest, I, for a couple months, I wasn't even picking up my Bible. Like my Bible was in my office downstairs and I wasn't going into that room. I was always upstairs in my house and I was getting notifications on my phone from the Bible app. But, you know, I'd just clear them. (laughs) 
like my my mind just was not focused on doing anything to build my relationship with God and that really was starting to affect me because I was just constantly feeling like I was on E and you know because God is supposed to be my source of life energy and and all of this and I wasn't making an effort and so I just felt like I was going through the motions but also like dragging myself through them too and I really Mm. started to realize it because I'm in a season now where things are starting to get a little bit more busy for me and busy for me with the church and I've been starting to now have to pour out from different areas so I mean I have always been leading a small group but I feel like I've been able to like kind of get by on this like little dry season but now I like really had to start pouring into there because we were starting a group series then this podcast you know and I'm like okay like we're getting into like deeper and deeper topics and I'm pouring out here I'm starting to help out with like a new small group leader training program at my church I'm starting to help develop it I'm starting to help with planning a women's conference at my church too and I realized I'm pouring out spiritually to all of these areas but literally like my cup has been so dry and I realized I was doing it but I felt like such a phony and I felt Mm -hmm. like like I just I felt like it was such a struggle for me to be creative um I like I mean Tiff you know but I love being creative I'm the queen of extra I think (laughs) she is (laughs) like my ideas are like go big or go home and like they're just when I'm close to God I just feel like he breathes in this inspiration to me like nonstop. it's been such a struggle so it was just like the busyness and distractions of life but also my laziness was preventing me from getting close to God or continuing my relationship with God But then at the same time, I'm the type of person that when I feel like I've messed up, when I feel like I'm disappointing God, which is like a lie, but when I feel like I am, I feel like I can't go back to God. Like I feel so ashamed and I feel so embarrassed because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like doing all these things. I'm a phony. I was feeling all these things and like trying to like, I don't know, hide from God when I know, (laughs) when I know that's not like possible but I just shy away because I feel like I can't like I feel like like I'm just I'm just a terrible follower of Christ like I don't even yeah I I can't even get back so yeah that's been yeah that's the tea on my life (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for sharing and you touched upon so many good things as you were talking I think there is almost like a taboo to like it's a taboo to say that you feel far from God because as Christians we want to say like I'm reading my Bible every day and I'm praying every day and I'm so close to God because like you know as we walk this faith journey we're also affecting other people and like nobody wants to take advice or hear from Christians who are not close to God you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's almost like this like you don't want to say when you're when you're not in this 
like lush overflowing season where you're hearing from God constantly. But the reality is whether it be a dry season because of our doing, because like we are not being intentional with God, or if it's a dry season because the Lord just is, is quiet for a couple months or whatever, because that happens too. either way, it happens to all of us. And I think that being honest about it, like, like you just were is so important because then we can, we can build each other up and we can like push each other towards Christ even more. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know like every time I feel like this when, so for me, I feel like I go through the motions because that's something that you also said, like going through the motions. And when I get super busy, then I just kind of like tick off praying and tick off Bible reading for the day. And I, I just like, I do them, but I still have like a hundred things on my mind. Mm. And so it's like, I'm not giving God my a hundred percent, my all. And over time, it's like there's all this junk like in my heart that I haven't given up to him because like I just haven't been a hundred percent genuine and honest when we like when we talk when we pray or when I'm just like having quiet time and reading my bible I'm not being like a hundred percent honest and like not taking the time to like let go of everything in my head and like give it up to him and so he like I just feel so far from him after a while because I've just been going through the motions of like doing instead of actually taking the time to submit and make my time with him intentional Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah and um I love how you pointed out the fact that sharing how if you're in a position kind of like of leadership it's kind of taboo to share that you're struggling spiritually but honestly i just want to encourage you if you're if you're in a position of leadership whether you're leading a small group or any other type of leader in the church i don't want you to feel like if your relationship is not where you think it needs to be with god that you're a failure that you're a phony because that is the biggest lie from Satan. he wants you to think that you are the worst and that it's impossible to get back to god and he also wants you to feel alone in that and so i know for me i get very embarrassed that i'm feeling like this uh, but you know i lead a small group so i just try to push through because sometimes i don't want them to know that i'm struggling and i want to be a good example But what I have found is that when I open up and when I share how I'm struggling, when I'm when I'm actually honest, open and transparent, when I'm most vulnerable and telling them, hey, like I haven't been reading my Bible, like I've been feeling so phony, so fake. When I open up, I have witnessed how much they open up too about their struggles. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are in any type of leadership position in the church, don't be afraid to share what's actually going on in your spiritual life because one, you will find out that you are not the only one because you will be setting the the tone and the temperature for people to feel like they can open up about those struggles. 
because the reality is it is such a struggle to to have a relationship with god because he's i mean the reality is he's competing with so many different things that are around us well we allow it to be a competition for his for god's attention but he really should have all of our intention but we get so distracted with everything that's going on in life and you know it's it's such a challenge to have that relationship with him but when you open up about it you will quickly see that you are not the only one and it'll help people feel more comfortable talking about these same struggles that they have because i've i mean i opened up about it last week with my with my group and it was just so crazy to see that i wasn't the only one like i really thought i was the only one out here in this super dry season but literally like every girl was just sharing how they were in one of these two places where either like they're not reading and they're not praying and they're avoiding it because of guilt and shame or they are reading and they are praying but they felt like they couldn't hear god and Mm. for like a a variety of reasons but i think if i never would have opened up about that they never would have opened up and we never would have been able to have that open conversation and productive conversation of okay we've it's all out there we know we're not alone what do we do next how do we move forward in building our relationship with god and yeah i think that's that's important we we have to get to that place because a good friend of ours our our campus pastor from back in our records days he said this thing and i i don't know if i've said it on any of the episodes yet but i i always have this like saying in my head so first of all shout out to brian the campus pastor of Kai Alpha. We love you. Um, And we thank you for sharing these analogies that I still use today. Like I'm (laughs) I'm literally always telling people about this analogy. Um, We love you, Brian. (laughs) We do. And so, yeah, so he compared us to a bunch of bananas. And so if you have a bunch of bananas, the banana that gets picked from the bunch is the one that gets peeled first, right? And I feel like that's, that's how the enemy works. It's so true. Like he was explaining it um, he was comparing it to how the enemy works because when you start pulling back, like you start pulling back from God, you start pulling back from your community because you don't want to open up because you're embarrassed about your relationship with God. Once you start pulling back, that's when the enemy really starts to get to you. He he peels back mm. these layers on you and he gets you in your most vulnerable state. You're alone. You're exposed. Isolation. Isolation. Yes, it is so dangerous to be in that place because he's just like peeling back all of these layers of like insecurity to get you to feel so exposed and so like ashamed but that is why commute first of all community is so important it's important to share what is going on in your spiritual life so you can get that support so you can get that accountability um and that's that's something that i'm i'm learning now i mean yeah i've been leading a small group for I don't know six years maybe and that's something I have to keep reminding myself because if I'm dealing with this alone I it's gonna be me and my thoughts (laughs) and and that's not good because those are those thoughts yeah yeah those are just like (laughs) thoughts those thoughts are lies from the enemy and they are not fun so yeah Mm -hmm. I just bottom line i encourage you share what's going on share the tea in your spiritual life (laughs) because 
it'll it'll help others and it'll definitely help you that's so good and it's so true we need community we need to um, surround ourselves with believers so we're not in isolation and um, we can we can compare what those lies that we're hearing in our head with the truth of God's word and what other people are encouraging us with so important um, you also mentioned that God speaks in whispers and I feel like when I first heard that I was like kind of mind blown <laughs> mm-hmm. because it was like when I first heard the phrase God speaks in whispers like a while ago um, I was just like it kind of rocked my brain for a little bit because I was just always brought up like okay you'll hear from God by reading his word and then you know in his word he speaks in different ways and I guess I was just always imagining like I don't know like people speaking to me from God or I would hear God like in this loud audible voice or Mm -hmm. it would just be so apparent like what he was saying but a lot of the times it's in these like gentle quiet whispers and we can only hear it once we tune out all of the other background noise and the distractions um but you know that that to say he he speaks in whispers through you know his word his spirit there's thoughts sometimes that not the lies from the enemy but when we're truly in his presence mm-hmm. thoughts that not are that are not our own that come into our into our mind that align with his word and his truth and you know that it's it's his voice speaking to you and they counteract those lies um and then he also speaks through other people as well um i know when i was first when i was like a new believer someone had told me like god will speak through other people but just make sure that it's confirmed you know, two or three times Mm -hmm. because you just want to make sure that the advice that you're getting is actually, you know, God given and like compare it against, against the word of God too. Um, But he can speak through a variety of ways. And I know we were talking about this a couple weeks ago when we were discussing mental health about how the Lord can use different ways to um, help us, to heal us. Mm -hmm. And, it's not limited to just one, one avenue. He can use so many different things in our lives to talk to us and to guide us. And the Holy Spirit can use anything, mm-hmm. anything. He's not limited. Um, yeah. So what are some of the ways that you've seen in your life tangibly, Kat, that the Lord has spoken to you? Hmm. Um, well, I think you've mentioned that, like, people, like, God uses people sometimes. Um, I definitely have seen that a lot in my life, where I feel like different people have spoken to me, and sometimes it'll be, like, the same thing, um, or just also just like conversations or things that end up happening throughout the week like it points to the same theme like for example i mean this whole getting back to god idea 
it was just like one thing after the other like within a, a week span it was either like conversation i was hearing or the message that i heard or like songs that i was listening to like it just was all pointing towards the same thing and it was like okay okay i get it god <laughs> it's like you're yeah. here you're you're being loud and clear um sometimes it's through worship music i feel like i don't know the best way i can describe it is like i feel like worship is my love language with god and i often feel closest when i'm worshiping like singing and stuff like that and i feel like he's he speaks to me through the words but also like i don't know i could just feel so comforted and it's kind of like a feeling too that i just feel and i i know it's him but i feel like it's not always loud and clear like that like you mentioned you know god speaking in whispers and i feel like yeah it's cool when he speaks to me through worship music or when there's a bunch of other people telling me or the same thing or you know the messages i'm listening to like they're speaking to me but i feel like more often than not he's speaking in whispers and because of that i have to lean closer into him through reading mm-hmm. through prayer and just just spending time with him which is something i struggle with um because I, I struggle with those spiritual disciplines but yeah sometimes it's just in those quiet times where god just i don't know like puts a thought in my mind or like i'm reading something and it, it kind of stands out to me and i realize oh this is relevant uh, but sometimes I, I think i mentioned it before like sometimes you're reading and you're praying but you feel like you're not really hearing much from god yeah and i feel like i've been there before too where i'm not in the heart posture of like i'm getting this off of my list i'm just ticking it off of my list i like I'm, i genuinely am doing it but i can read a whole chapter and i'm like okay and then i like close it and like it's like i don't know mm. what how is this how is this gonna be useful right now i'm reading like i'm reading like numbers right now how is this helpful you know <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like numbers always get so much hate in the Bible. We love you, numbers. You're you're there for a reason. But anyways, but I feel, <laughs> I feel like sometimes that's just the reality. Like sometimes you're just not always going to hear God in a loud voice or in a whisper. But that shouldn't stop you from continuing your relationship because like He's still there. He's still listening to you. When I think you did mention it a little bit earlier. Like sometimes He's just quiet for some time. And that's okay, yeah. because that's also when faith comes in, too. Like, are you going to still mm-hmm. be faithful to God even in the quiet times, even when God is just chilling? He's doing his thing. He's watching you. He's watching over you. And you're doing fine. He's like, you're doing great, babe. Yeah. You know, just keep going. Yeah. But so good. are you going to be like, oh, poof, I'm not getting anything from God, so screw this. No, that's not what we should be. We should be doing, you know, when he's quiet, like yeah. we should still be pushing forward and not give up. Don't give up reading your Bible. Don't give up praying because that doesn't change the fact that God is still there. Your actions, your reading and your praying and your fasting doesn't make God closer or further from you. It doesn't affect God's position. It affects your position. Mm. Oof. So good. <laughs> Preach. I don't know where that came from right now. <laughs> Someone needed to hear it. (laughs) I feel like I needed to hear that. (laughs) The 
floor we're speaking right there oh for sure oh wow okay anyways (laughs) (laughs) no but that's so so good i love it i love that the when you said you know it's not the lord's position that has moved it's your position Mm. and i think that and ties in so beautifully to the psalm that we wrote we read last week (laughs) psalm 139 we wrote a psalm guys (laughs) (laughs) so we read (laughs) (laughs) psalm we read last week um it was about god's constant presence with us how he knows us so well. He knows our innermost being. He knows our thoughts. He knows everything that composes us, everything that makes us us. He knows it like the back of his hand. He made us, he created us, mm-hmm. and that's why he knows us so well. And later in the psalm, it says, you know, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. And if I say, later on it says, if, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Mm. So the Lord will never abandon us. He is always there. He is constant. He is a constant presence. Sometimes we can you know, lie in bed thinking, where have you gone, Lord? I am praying and I'm reading my Bible and I'm you know, listening to worship music, but I just can't hear from you. Mm-hmm. The Lord has never left you. He is there. And like we've mentioned before, sometimes the Lord can be quiet. And that's not an excuse for us to lose faith or to turn our backs on God. There's multiple times in the Bible where the Lord is quiet and he doesn't answer prayer automatically and there's a waiting period there's a season of trust that's built up there's that season where we our faith is being tested our where our perseverance is growing our endurance is growing where we learn to just lean into his presence even if we can't hear from him and oh there's a song and i don't remember the name of it but one of the lyrics says you know if i can't see your hand at work if i can't hear you know audible an audible voice from you i will trust your presence with me i will trust your promises and i will trust that you are good and that you're still here and that i am still known and fully loved by you Mm. and i think that's so beautiful that he knowing that he has never left us in those seasons of drought of our own accord where we fall away where when we're not you know keeping up with those spiritual disciplines or if it's because the lord is just quiet in both instances we know that the lord is still with us and that is a huge encouragement Mm -hmm. yeah and i know we've been talking about how it's important to get back to god how you know he's there our position changes his doesn't but Now we're going to go into the specifics, the tangible things that you can do to get closer to God. If you are in one of these seasons of either you're reading and 
praying, but you're feeling like you can't hear from God, or you're not reading, you're not praying, and you're avoiding it because of guilt and shame. So we're we're gonna we're gonna get into it. So Tiff, what is one way that we can prepare ourselves and spiritually ready ourselves to hear from God? Well, one thing that I love to do is, you know, when I take time just to sit down to be in His presence, and I'm like, Lord, I really want to hear from you today. And if I don't, I just want to soak in your presence. One thing that I do is I just start by acknowledging who he is. So, you know, the beginning of the Lord's prayer, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, that beginning of praise and worship to the Lord of just magnifying his name. So Mm -hmm. understanding who it is I'm talking to. So I just, I just start praising him and I'm like, Lord, you are such a good father, you know, creator of everything that we see and feel. And I, I try to like open up my mind to understand who it is that I'm talking to the creator of the stars and the galaxies and, you know, the microscopic things that we can't even see, you know, understanding his character. So you are the one who never changes, you know, the one who keeps his promises and he, you're the beginning and the end alpha and the omega and you see all, you know all, and you know you know me. And I just praise him. I say, you know, Lord, you are so worthy. You are so holy. And it gets me into this posture of humility, of understanding my God on a personal level, who he is, who I am in relation to him. I'm his daughter. I'm someone he loves. He is, you know, this the mighty God, Mm -hmm. the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And I need to, I just want to understand that. And it helps me bring myself into the right atmosphere to hear from him Mm -hmm. and to be in his presence. Mm. That's good. That's good. What about you? I think I like to start with worship. Because as I mentioned earlier, I feel like that's, that's my love language with God so I usually like to start with just listening to worship music nothing crazy you know but I think when I listen to worship and I go in with the intention of I'm going to listen to the lyrics and sing the lyrics out as a prayer or praise I think that changes it for me and it it prepares my heart because I mean I love worship music in general and there's different ways that I listen to it like I could listen to it in the car and like get hype on my worship music you know and just just like sing for fun but then I feel like there's moments where I have to be intentional and I have to be like okay like I'm gonna pay attention to these lyrics and see how they apply to my life I'm gonna sing them out not just to sing but like For example, if I'm singing Promises by Maverick City and I'm singing Great Is Your Faithfulness to me, I'm singing that not just as a song, but I'm singing it as like a praise. So I guess it's kind of like you where I'm like praising God, but I do it through music a little bit. And Mm, that's just how that's just how I do it. But then I then I kind of move into asking God to search my heart like when I'm really like when it's not just like a quick prayer you know sometimes we have those flyby prayers or I don't I don't know what you want to call them (laughs) uh where where you're just like oh god help me do this whatever whatever and like 
that's it you know this is like when we're talking about prayer like when you're like all right you're alone and you're you're being intentional about getting getting in the zone with god yeah so then i i guess the next thing i like to do is uh start to ask god to search my heart and we can find that in psalm 139 which is what we read last week but verses 23 and 24 specifically it says search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting Mm. and i i love that prayer because sometimes i don't even know like what i'm doing wrong like i don't i don't always get myself sometimes and so i do like to ask god look in me like what is what is going on with me that i need to lay at your feet what is going on with me that i need to submit and surrender to you and you know when i'm talking about like test and know my anxious thoughts i mean yes he knows he knows everything but there is something about speaking it and about coming to him with it because yes god knows everything but god is also a gentleman and he's not gonna force us he's to do anything he's not gonna do anything on his own he wants you to come to him and ask him you know it's helpful to use scripture in your prayer like if you're one of those people that you're like i don't know what to pray or i don't know how to pray man it's just a conversation and Mm -hmm. you can just talk regular just like hey god i don't know what's going on with me right now but i really need you i feel like i'm going crazy i don't know why i'm so angry but god just just please be with me control my crazy self right now like just as simple as that that's a prayer it's received by god like i i sometimes i'm very casual with god sometimes and that's okay you don't always need to be like oh father thou in heaven right use all these big words like you don't have to do that he listens either way yeah no i was gonna say that's that's so true and about talking to god he knows our innermost being he knows us and so whatever however we pray to him it's not like he's up there and and wants like this high and mighty prayer he wants it from your heart he wants it from who you are Mm -hmm. you know and he honors that there's so many times when i'm in his presence and there's just so much junk in my heart so many things in my head that i'm thinking about worrying about my future and my job and my family and my friends and all this stuff and i don't give it to him and so after I take the time to get into his presence and acknowledge, you know, who he is for me, you know, reading the Psalm and asking the Lord, Lord, do like a thorough search of my innermost thoughts. And I want to, I want you to take them all. I want you to take them all because this time is yours. I want to give this time to you. I don't want to be worrying about you know, my job and my future and my family and my friends in this time, because I do that. I do that, you know, 23 out of 24 hours a day. This hour is devoted to you. And I want you to take everything that I'm thinking about, everything that I'm worrying about, 
and I want you to to take it. I submit it to you. I, I lay it at your feet. And I want you to fill that space with your presence and your peace instead. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be thinking about all this stuff because, and let me be honest, it takes so long for me to do that. This is not like a one and done kind of a thing. Like just the other week, I took the whole day. I was like, I just need to get back into the Lord's presence. I took the whole day and just sat in my room and waited on him, like waited on the Lord, waited on his voice because it just took that long for me to unclutter all of my brain and my my thoughts and my emotions and all of that stuff because there's a lot of things that we think about. You know, our brain is going a mile a minute and it'll take so much time to just declutter and let the Lord actually talk to you mm-hmm. beyond the distractions. In that time as well, I also reflect and I ask the Lord, Lord, if there's anything offensive in me, if there's anything that I've been doing that is not right and, you know, that goes against what you have told me to do, please reveal it to me because I want to give it to you. I want to repent. I want to, I want my heart to be pure and clean before you as I talk to you. Because sometimes that can also, if we're like holding a grudge, for example, against somebody, if we're holding on to like unforgiveness, if we're bitter and resentful, like if we try to talk to God with all of that, that stuff, it's just not, it's like this barrier, you know, he wants us to give it up to him, that stuff up to him as well. And so asking the Lord, if there's anything in me that's not of you, show me what it is. I repent of it and I give it to you. And that word repent, it just means that we're turning away from our initial thoughts and our thoughts about sin and everything that we've been getting entangled in and turning towards God. That's all it means. And so when we're in that posture of prayer, when we've come into his presence, when we have acknowledged who he is, when we have uncluttered our mind of all the busyness and the distractions of life, he can see our heart raw, full, and open. And all of the the mistakes that we've made or you know, the sin that's in there. And when we repent and we we give it to him, we say, I'm sorry, Lord. He can take it and he forgives us and we can move on from there. Mm-hmm. And there there's now this, this opportunity for the Lord to really do a work in us because we've acknowledged that we may have made a mistake or we have held on to bitterness and unforgiveness. And there's once we've recognized that and given it to him, the Lord has an opportunity now to take it and take our willingness and make it into something beautiful mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And another way to start off your time with God is with silence and solitude. And I know, Tiff, you you mentioned earlier that you took a day to just do that, a day of silence and solitude. And that's, and that's awesome. You know, that's what you needed. You knew that's what you needed. But sometimes sil- silence and solitude, it can just be a minute two minutes because our minds are always racing like million miles per hour um but when we quiet our minds we quiet ourselves we quiet our minds it 
helps us to hear God better. Because as we mentioned, like he, he can speak in whispers. Maybe not like an audible voice, but like it could be like a thought, right? So God can't drop a thought in your mind when you're thinking about, oh, what am I doing tomorrow? Oh, I can't believe this happened at work today. Oh, I have to do the laundry. I have to do this. I have to do that. Like you're going to have such a hard time figuring out like what got what thought came from god when your mind is all cluttered with all these other thoughts so taking a minute two minutes of just silence and solitude meaning you're alone and you're just quiet there's often no music playing no worship music you're not reading anything you're just still and silent Um, and that's something that my church uh they they started practicing a lot and they started like to encourage us to do this just like two minutes of silence and solitude before you get into anything that you're doing with god whether it's planning something for an event or in small group we've actually been starting small group with silence and solitude even though like we're together but like it's still just like silence i i can definitely see how much it helped and i'll be honest silence and solitude is a little weird like if you're doing like two minutes before you get into prayer or reading the bible it can feel a little weird because you're just like okay i'm in my room quiet and it's weird and awkward because there's like usually so much going on around us but it is something that takes time to get used to and Mm -hmm. if you want like you can build up your endurance to it because you can do two minutes keep doing two minutes two minutes two minutes and then it gets easier and then you can move on to three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and you build up to it. And and I know that's that's a cool thing. Personally, I'll be honest, personally, I don't do five minutes of silence and solitude. I've been trying to do it a little bit more, just like a minute or two. But it is something that like just comes with practice. And if that, you know, doesn't work for you, okay. Then another practical way that you can get back to God is... Just reading a verse a day and meditating. And this is, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm bringing it back to, to Brian <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but I remember I was going through this really tough time in college where I was like, I feel like I'm doing all of these things and it's just, I'm not connecting with God. And I was like, and I feel like it's so hard to me to, for me to figure out what to read. And like, I can't, I can't like focus and blah, blah, blah. And and this is when he was like, I think this is, I think you were there tip too. And he was like talking about how like, yeah, God speaks in whispers and like sometimes, it, but, and it's also okay to not build yourself up and hype yourself up and put this pressure on you to have to read a whole chapter. Like you have to read a chapter of the Bible a day to keep the demons away. Like, <laughs> no, like, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh no cat phrases yeah yeah <laughs> it was usually like you know an apple a day keeps a doctor away but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways but yeah you don't you don't need to like push yourself and pressure yourself like i need to read a chapter a day like that's great and all but sometimes just reading a verse a day is okay and it's a step forward and i know that's true for me like i go months without reading the bible and now i have to sit down and read a chapter of it that's very hard for me to do so you start by, start small, read a little bit, a little bit a day, and then you meditate on it. And sometimes it can be harder to meditate on a chapter versus reading a verse. 
and then you know meditating on that and that's a it's a starting point right like you read a verse a day you build up that spiritual discipline of opening your bible whether it's physical or an app you build up that discipline and then you can start reading a little bit more and more each day and then something good to do too is study the bible instead of just reading it so once you've built up your bible reading stamina and you know you're reading actual like passages like you're reading you know a chapter at a time or a few verses at the time it's good to study it and not just read it because sometimes the reality i think is sometimes when you read something it, something's not always going to pop out at you sometimes you need to dig a little deeper in the bible and you know this is my um <clears throat> english teacher coming out but sometimes you have to close read the bible because the bible is a piece of literature it is it was written by by authors by intellectual people and they were intentional with their writing just like you know mm -hmm. authors are intentional with their writing but there's a lot of uh there's a lot of figurative language in there there's a lot of repetition and like repetition is so important to look into there's a lot of context yeah. to uh what is being said and and the context can help you get a deeper understanding of these verses there's a lot of words that when you look up the definition you realize oh this is what this means and it gives me a clear understanding of what they're talking about and if you don't know how to study the bible and you're like i don't know what you're talking about there's some methods that you can use and one method that i have been working with recently is the oia method and it stands for observation interpretation application so essentially, with observation, the O in the OIA method, you're asking questions. You read a passage, then you ask a question. You can ask, like, who is speaking? What is happening? So it's the who, what, where, when, and how questions. So what is happening? What is the scene? What's the cultural context of this passage, which is usually really important? You can ask yourself, where is this passage taking place? When or, or when will the events take place? And how did the people respond? How did Jesus react? depending on what part of the Bible you're reading. Um, you can also look for those, you know, grammatical connections. So repeated words uh, or comparisons, things that are contrasting each other. You can look at cause and effect. You can look at key words and phrases and look them up. Like those, sometimes those key words or words that are repeated, like it's good to, it's good to look up the definition sometimes, even if it's a word you think you know. Just looking up the, the definition is sometimes cool to see. Looking at verb tenses. Um, those, all of these things are intentional when the people who wrote the Bible wrote it. Um, so it's, it's really good to look into that. And at least for me, it's fun because I'm, you know, an English teacher and a nerd when it comes to these things. <laughs> but... The next part is interpretation. So then that's when you go, okay, like, what does this mean? And you can come up with some questions that you have based on your observations. And when you come up with those questions, you can, you yourself can then try to look for the answers through other parts of the Bible. The beautiful thing is we have Google now and you can use the, you can use, I was going to say you can use the Google. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You can use Google. I'm not old guys, I promise. <laughs> you can use Google to 
you know, look up the answers to these questions, you can also use some other resources like concordances. So you can use a concordance, whether you have a physical one or there are some online that you can look into. And you can like summarize the passage that you've read, like in one sentence. Think about what is the main idea? What is the main point that the author is communicating to whoever the audience was intended to be? And then the last part is the A, the application. So what does the passage mean for me? So think about like, how do you respond to this passage? What is it saying to you? Does it challenge any of your thoughts? Is there a truth here that you need to put into practice? You can think about what are the implications of the passage for the community and which community like are you a part of? Like, is this relevant to you? And then lastly, just, you know, pray that God will help you believe and obey and follow through with whatever you're seeing um, and just continue to pray that God will speak to you through his word. And, you know, it just kind of a, a simple method. It's kind of going back to English class, but it is very helpful, at least for me. I feel like I learned so much more about the Bible about the context, about how it applies to me when I look into the small details and when I don't just like read it and then close my Bible. When I'm actually like intentionally yeah. studying it, it's you get some good nuggets out of it. And just a couple other things to worship, like we mentioned before, um, the way Kat, you know, gets into the presence of God is putting on worship music and listening to the lyrics as prayers to the Lord, and then also just straight up prayer. So, you know, taking time away from busy schedules and not just like prayers throughout the day, but actually like sitting, you know, alone with the Lord, um, an intentional time with him. Mm -hmm. And I think the bottom line of today's episode really is that you just have to be intentional. You have to be intentional with your time with your effort to build a relationship with God, whether it's praying, putting on a worship song, studying the Bible like intensely, or reading a verse a day, spending time in silence and solitude, whatever it is that you need to do to get back to God, you just need to do it. And also have accountability around you too, but mm -hmm. just do it. Nike symbol, insert Nike symbol here. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know what? To wrap up today's episode, what we're going to challenge you guys to do is to be intentional. So as soon as this episode finishes, do one of these things, either a minute or two of silence and solitude, read a verse and meditate on it for the rest of the day, read a passage of the Bible and study it, worship, put on a worship song and don't just sing the lyrics just, you know, just because they're lyrics, sing them as a praise or as worship to God or as a prayer to God, or just simply pray and have a casual conversation with God, or however you like to pray, um, because really it, it's just a conversation with God, and don't let that intimidate you and be the barrier that stops you from building that relationship with God. So as soon as you hear our outro music ends, we challenge you guys to do one of these things and get back to God because he is waiting for you. Stay free. Stay true. See you next time.